What's up and welcome to the DualSense podcast, a PlayStation news podcast. This is episode 122, 122. My name is Jason, I'm one of your co-hosts, and I'm joined, as always, by your other co-host, whose name this evening he's going by, Second Lieutenant Richard Tips. <laughs> Second Lieutenant Richard Tips, I'm probably missing something there. He's otherwise known as Travis, Travis Kepasa. Que pasa, Holmes? It's, uh, <laughs> what do you call it? What's the nickname for Richard? Dick? Yeah. Second Lieutenant Dick Tips? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Classic. That's good. Classic. Why the second lieutenant part? I just wanted him to be official. Like, you know, he oh. needed to have a title. <laughs> he couldn't be like Captain Dick Tips. He had to be second lieutenant. Well, I just figured that a guy named Dick Tips wouldn't be a, a general or a captain. He maybe, he only goes so far because of his name. So second lieutenant mm. felt good. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So what else is going on? Anything? No, my uh, my wife's on, on a trip in another state. And so there's good. lots of cars in my driveway, which is annoying but it's fine. Gotcha. Lots of cars in your driveway? Yeah, they all met, they all carpooled to the airport, so. Wow. Uh, my house is a is a parking lot, I guess, so I have cars wow. in my driveway, which is really, really awesome. Wow. But whatever, you, you know. Just tell them it's $10 a day? No, but I was going to see if you could come over and watch me, because I get scared at night. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy will hold you. Daddy will make it all, all better. While I'm sitting here, I'm drinking... A cup of coffee, a nice medium roast breakfast blend, per usual. Not iced tonight. This is homemade. Not homemade. It's made at my house. And uh, <laughs> I put my Hershey's chocolate caramel creamer in there, of course. But I was just telling you that I think maybe my, <laughs> I was just telling you that I think my creamer has gone bad because it's leaving an aftertaste. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish it. So it just something's off. Something's not quite right. So it might be time for a new bottle. We'll just have to see. But uh, anyway. Travis, we are a weekly podcast where you and I get together and discuss all things PlayStation, like news, rumors, new games, announcements, and much more. We do it all in under 90 minutes, and we post new episodes on all of the usual podcast services around the world on Mondays at 6 a.m. Eastern Time. We also put them on YouTube as well, if you prefer to listen there or catch some gameplay videos, which um, I haven't done anything in a, in a couple of weeks now that's it's not good but i'm i'm gonna fix that very soon which i'll talk about later on we're also on social media of course we are on twitter that's our primary feed we go by at the dual sense pod we're also on instagram where we share virtual photography from in-game photo modes we have a, fa- a facebook and a blog which is the dual sense podcast.wordpress.com you can get the episodes there show notes our bios and pictures and Travis, I'm happy to announce that we are now on the TikTok. I caved in and created a TikTok for the podcast, <laughs> despite my my gut, my gut gut feeling telling me not to. I did it anyway, and uh, because you know they do have some Chinese communist influence, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, but anyway, I did it. So we have a TikTok now. We uh, got off to a pretty hot start, and we've petered off a little bit. Um, but that's okay. I think that's just some algorithmic bullshit that TikTok makes you feel good about yourself for a little bit, you know, and then brings you back down to earth. But um, anyway, find us there if you choose. And we're, we post clips of the show, uh, some quick gameplay videos, um, like of Travis destroying people on Modern Warfare 2, for instance. Uh, me almost crashing into Car Desert Rally. <laughs> it was a huge fucking rock. I mean, it was <laughs> it was a boulder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I posted a a picture or a video, I should say, no pictures, I posted a video of my uh, NBA Jam Utah Jazz throwback uh, t-shirt today, so there's that too. Just, you know, just random game shit. Anyway, so yeah, find us. We'd love to hear from you in chat PlayStation or games, period. And without further ado, Travis, let's jump into a very interesting week of PlayStation news here, and uh, kind of big, honestly. So here we go. Number one. Sony finally broke the seal this week on when PlayStation VR 2 is launching and how much it will cost. The next generation virtual reality headset will launch worldwide on February 22nd, 2023, the year of our Lord, and it will run $550 US, 650 euros, 570 pounds sterling, that's a lot of barrels, Travis, and 79,980 yen. There is also a bundle for 600 US dollars or your local equivalent. 
That includes a digital voucher for Horizon Call of the Mountain. Our first PSVR 2 accessory was revealed as well, the Sense Controller Charging Station, which will cost $50 US and functions just like the DualSense Charging Station. Sony also announced that standalone software pre-orders will begin opening up this month on the PlayStation Store. Pre-orders for the headset will open on November 15th, and players can register now on the PlayStation Direct website for a shot at a pre-order. PSVR 2 pre-orders will initially only be available through the PlayStation Direct website in most countries, with brick-and-mortar retailers coming online at a later date. Okay, so we finally got the all-important details regarding PlayStation VR 2. What do you think? We were, you know, we were, we've been right about the release date, the release window for a while now. Mm-hmm. I think what did we what do we say the price was? I mean, I was way under. I, I was thinking like three hundred bucks, but yeah, I said it would be the same as the PS Five, which it's not. But right, well, I don't know. I just it's technically you could you could look at it as a system. I mean, in and of itself, I think I'm gonna wait for the PSVR Two Slim or the Pro version. <laughs> oh Christ, not really. But I mean, I don't know. Five hundred fifty dollars is a lot for me to swallow right now. I mean, it's just I don't know. Oh. I don't know why seeing the numbers legitimately made it made me more hesitant but it did in a way like i, I just mm-hmm. want to see what the reviews are first and i want to see what games i can use it on first and then i mean i'm still like 90 90 chance i buy it but i just want to see mm-hmm. what i have first because i mean i've lived without it so it doesn't feel like an essential to me but it feels like a sure, really that's... really awesome addition right so other than that though like i, th- I think this is going to be hard to get i, I think I think if you don't try to jump in early on the pre-orders, you're going to be kind of shut of luck. And I don't know when we'll see them in a real store. I mean, it took the console a year, year and a half to really be populated in a way where you could walk in and see one. So I mean, we might be looking at the same thing with this. I just feel like, you know, they started making them in September. They're taking pre-orders two months later. I don't know, man. I just think, I think there's going to be a little bit of a, a pinch point, at least on supply. Hmm. That's interesting because the sentiment online this week after the announcement seemed to me to be that people thought that this was too pricey, which you do agree with that, it sounds like, but you also think that it's going to be scarce uh, at the start. And I saw a lot of people comment on how that they didn't think that at $550 that this could have mass market appeal. You know, it would only appeal to the most hardcore PlayStation fans, which very well may be true. I think time will tell the tell on that, but at the same time, I, I'm a, I'm kind of of two minds about it. I understand people's issue with it being $550, $50 more than the PlayStation 5 in the United States, by the way, which does surprise me. Mm-hmm. However, I think the writing has been on the wall, considering the fact that they raised the price of the PlayStation 5 everywhere else in the world but here, considering the fact that one of their competitors, I think it was Meta with the Quest, raised the price of their headset by a hundred dollars so i think that gave sony some runway at least in their mind to charge us this price so there's also been some comparison this week in terms of you know this headset to the original the original in order to get like the headset the set of move controllers the playstation camera and a game was about this price when the original launched i think it was in 2016 uh, maybe earlier than that, but I think t- 2016 stands out. So in terms of dollars to donuts, um, that la- that launch period to this launch period, the price is similar. So I kind of see both sides of the coin. On the other hand, I, st- I do think that it's one of these vocal minority, silent majority situations where, yes, I understand the argument over price, but I think there's a lot of people like me who are very excited about this who are going to pre-order, who are going to pick this up to your point and is going to make it scarce, uh, at least initially, I think, or at least during the pre-order phase um, at worst, Mm -hmm. or at best, I should say. So, you know, I think everything we've seen so far of it, I don't know why I'm so excited about this. Like, (laughs) I've never used VR in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I could get it on and use it for a day and like and throw up everywhere in my house and then have to Mm -hmm. sell it. I have no idea. But I'm very excited. There's a couple of things this year or in the next six months that I'm extremely excited about for really no good reason. One is this. The other is Need for Speed Unbound, which I'm going to talk about later. And so I'm I'm in. I'm going to I've already registered to 
pre-order on November the 15th. I don't see why that I wouldn't get an opportunity to, but they said it's not guaranteed, uh, of course. So mm-hmm. we'll see. You know, all in for $650, that's a little steep. I, I get that, but I think I'm going to do it, you know, against my better judgment. Uh, I'm just going to go for it. Uh, I'm feeling good. The other thing I did want to point out is that initially I was thinking, you know what, I, I want to play Call of the Mountain. I'll just get the bundle. But then the more I thought about it, and this is a little bit of a PSA perhaps, I'm not certain that buying things off the PlayStation Direct store gives you credit or reward points for the PlayStation Stars program. So if you really want Call of the Mountain, I think it might be the safer bet to just buy the headset alone since you're getting a digital voucher anyway in the bundle. Right. (laughs) And then just buy the game on PlayStation Store so you can get credit for the $50 that you spend on Call of the Mountain. Unless Call of the Mountain is $70. And you're basically saving $20 by getting the bundle. So if that's the case, which we're going to find out very soon, they said they're going to make the games available for pre-order, hopefully before the headset itself. So mm-hmm. there could be some fuckery there too. So that's to, that's to be determined. Yeah. I mean, either way you look at it though, it is, a, it is like a steep price, I think, but it's still cheaper mm-hmm. than like when you got your wife and this will not drive you as crazy. So, you know. Here, here yeah. or there. Yeah, and if my wife leaves me, you know, I can just put my headset on and, you know, just escape from the world. Right, you can get a new one on Sims 8. Number two, the PlayStation VR 2 train kept on rolling, Travis, as Sony also revealed simultaneously that 11 more titles are coming to the headset after launch. Two titles are new, while others are ports from other VR headsets currently on the market. The first title is The Dark Pictures Switchback VR from Supermassive Games. It's an on-rails action horror shooter that's set in the Dark Pictures universe. First-person shooter Crossfire Sierra Squad from Smilegate, where players play as the leader of an elite fire team in the midst of a top-secret war. It includes over 60 campaign missions, 39 weapons, and 17 types of enemies. It can be played solo or in co-op with up to three friends. Also announced was The Light Brigade from Funktronic Labs. It's a single-player roguelike shooter with a mystery at its core. It will be a cross-buy title between PSVR 2 and the original PSVR. City Skylines VR Enhanced Edition is coming from Fast Travel Games and is an adaptation of the popular city builder for PSVR 2. It is launching alongside the headset on February 22nd. God, I'm so fucking in. Cosmonius High is an alien adventure game from Alchemy Labs, the creators of Job Simulator and Vacation Simulator, and it will take full advantage of all the headset's features, including eye tracking and haptic feedback. Hello Neighbor Search and Rescue from Tiny Build Games is an all-new VR title set in the Hello Neighbor world coming to both PSVR 2 and the original PSVR. It will be a cross-buy title as well. Players will solve puzzles, uncover mysteries, and try to make it out of the neighbor's house in one piece. Jurassic World Aftermath Collection is a survival adventure game coming from developer Coatsync. It will include both parts of the original game and has been reworked to support PSVR 2 features like headset rumble and 4K at 90 frames per second. It will also include a dino viewer feature so that you can get up close and personal to your favorite dinosaurs. Pistol Whip VR is a physical fitness action rhythm shooter making its way to PSVR 2 from Cloudhead Games. Think John Wick meets Beat Saber here. Players who currently own the PSVR version will get a free upgrade on PSVR 2. Zenith, The Last City is an open-world action-adventure game launching alongside the PSVR 2 on February 22nd. It will be a free upgrade for current owners on PSVR and features faster loading times, major graphical updates, hundreds of hours of new content, and support for the Sense controllers. After the Fall is a post-apocalyptic co-op zombie shooter from Vertigo Games. Play solo or with up to three friends as you take on hordes of mutants and giant bosses. The game has been updated to support PSVR 2, including haptics and headset rumble. It will feature full cross-platform multiplayer and also includes all of the post-launch content that Vertigo has put out since its original launch in December of 2021. Tentacular is a physics-based adventure game from Fire Punch Games UG, where players assume the role of a giant, good-hearted, tentacled creature trying to figure out its place in the world. This updated version of the game supports eye tracking, adaptive triggers, and headset rumble. All right, Travis, so 11 new 
PSVR 2 games announced to be coming. Some at launch, some are new, most are not. They're coming from other headsets, but anything on this list stand out to you? Uh, really, really two. Um, I think Pistol Whip VR could be really cool. Oh, yeah. Actually, I mean, let me add a third one really quick, though. I think that the Zenith Last City has potential to be a lot of fun. I could see how people could get sucked into that mm-hmm. for a really long time. I'm just not sure it's uh, it's for me, per se, but it could be really, really cool. Uh, the game that I think will be the most interesting is I want to see what Cities VR is, because that just seems like it's perfect. Like, Fuck, yeah. It could be completely out of bounds. Uh, I, I need to see footage. <laughs> like, I want to see what it looks like, because in my head, you're kind of like, you know, you can kind of zoom around, like, you know, like you're floating, basically, like a like a vampire or something. So it'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So several of these games look very cool to me, and I think this is part of my excitement for PSVR two. And I understand that that a lot of these, the majority of these, are ports from other headsets. But you've got to understand that I don't pay attention to the VR scene. <laughs> so these, to me, these are pretty much all new, with the exception of a couple. So. The ones that stood out to me were Crossfire Sierra Squad. I sent you guys a, a gameplay right. video of that. I think that actually looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad. Yeah, and I think that was that might be like sixteen on sixteen in multiplayer. I could be totally making that up, but there's multiplayer. So I thought that one looked really cool. It looked it looked good. The um in terms of like the animation and everything and the reloading and all that it looked very cool. Uh Cities VR, fucking like I said, it's stoked for that. Uh, I loved that game on PS4. Play I, that that game sucked me in big time. I play I would play that shit till like three and four in the morning and not even realize it. So definitely excited for that uh, in VR. Don't really know what that plays like, but I feel like I imagine like I'm like walking around my city like I'm just a giant, you know, and I'm like putting shit down. <laughs> like I don't know. That's not in yeah. my head. That's but, what I feel. Yeah, like you're yeah you're like completely. It's completely autonomous, but you don't affect it. Like you can't crush it like Rampage, basically. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So that sounds awesome. I don't know if that's how it actually plays, but I'm excited nonetheless. Uh, Pistol Whip VR, like you said, I think that one sounds really cool. That I think that one's pretty well regarded in general on VR. Uh, so I'll definitely check that out. And then I do agree that Zenith, The Last City, sounds kind of cool, like an open world uh, action game. So I'm I'm curious about that. That I thought that was like an MMO when I first looked at it, but I'm not so sure about that. So I'm gonna keep my eye on that one as well. Um, I might be interested in the Jurassic World one. I'm not totally sure, but I feel like that's one of those that would make me poop my pants. And uh, I don't know if I'm here for that yet. So I'm very excited. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of good ones here, I think, coming. And this is, uh, there. I think there was, what, two or three in this bunch that said they were going to be there at launch. And Sony said there's going to be at least 20 launch games. So we know about Horizon. There's another one coming up later in the news that we're going to, to mention. So we, we know about five or six of the PSVR 2 launch games, uh, maybe a couple more. So we still have the majority of the launch games that we don't know about, per se. That's exciting. Number three, Sony published their second quarter financial results this week, and from it, we gleaned a number of items of interest. For starters, PlayStation Plus subscribers have dropped by nearly 2 million since the service was revamped in June. PlayStation Plus numbers have dipped now for three consecutive quarters, which Sony blamed on declining third-party game sales and PS4 sales, as well as, quote, more people going outdoors, end quote. They issued a statement after the fact, further adding that the dip in PlayStation Plus subscribers was largely to blame on PS4 users becoming less engaged with the platform, which Sony did not properly account for. Their PS Plus revenue, however, was actually up 10%, meaning they are getting more money out of less PlayStation Plus subscribers. Chief Financial Officer Hiroki Totoki added that PS5 users are the reason for this, saying, quote, On the other hand, the ratio of PS Plus subscribers among PlayStation 5 users remains at a level significantly higher than that of PS4. We are putting even more effort into accelerating the penetration oh, of PS5 hardware to recover this user engagement going forward, end quote. Speaking of PS5 penetration, Travis, mm-hmm. Sony has now shipped 25 million units on of the console, including 3.3 million units in the second quarter. In total for the fiscal year, Sony has sold 5.7 million PS5s, which is still far short of their target of 18 million, which they said will not be adjusted. They also said that the forecast that they forecast, excuse me, shipping 23 million P5 
PS5s during the next fiscal year, which begins April 1st. PlayStation revenue was up 12% compared to the second quarter last year, but profits were down a whopping 49% year over year, which Sony said was due to an increase in game development and acquisition costs, including the $3 billion they spent on Bungie, as well as the negative impact of foreign exchange rates reflecting a high ratio of U.S. dollar costs. PlayStation did lower their overall revenue forecast for the year by 12%, citing lower-than-expected sales of third-party games. All right, so I know that's some diarrhea of the mouth there, but there's some interesting things in there. Is anything jump out at you? I mean, well, the first section, the only thing important is that the revenue is up from PlayStation Plus. It doesn't really matter that the subscribers are down. Like, when you change... Uh, the format and add it in the tier program with different levels of payment. I think that's you're expecting to make more money and you're expecting to, for there to be mm-hmm. some attrition. And in a way, you're kind of weeding out kind of dead accounts in a way, which maybe, yeah. maybe is maybe it's part of their plan because I mean, how do you market to a dead account? Like you don't. So that, yeah. that kind of helps with that, right? Maybe people saw that it was changing and they remembered, oh, I haven't, it's just been taking money out of my account. I need to fix that because I don't want to pay that. So, uh, but the revenue number there is the most important. And then just a side note, if, if people are becoming disinterested in the PS4 platform, why are we still making games for it? But whatever. Anyway, Bingo. what do I know? Yeah, thank you. The funny part to me was they were talking about like the PS5, this generation has the most user engagement, right? As in people playing the console that are actually active and then people using the Plus subscription. It's like, you kind of have to have that to play the PS5. So that's not really... If you want to play the PS5 the way it's made, you kind of need that. So it's that's not really, it's kind of kind of past the point to me. Yeah. Other than that, um, yeah, you it's you can't expect the profits to be up when you do something like buy, uh, buy Bungie, right? I mean, mm. what do you expect? Of course, you're gonna have a down mm-hmm. year, but you hope that you could, like they need to recruit that in the future. So you kind of hope it comes back. But yeah, I'm not um not really surprised by that part there. And to their point of not changing their target for selling 18 million units this year, I think that they believe they're going to kill it um, in the next two months with holiday sales. Yeah. Yeah, I think people have been waiting, you know, as, as to give them out as Christmas gifts or whatever. So I, I think they'll absolutely kill it then. Yeah, I think they're, that their confidence in getting still to that 18 million number has to do with the fact that obviously supply is increasing. We've been seeing. Uh, you know, the, the supply of the consoles, the ability to get one has gotten easier. I mean, near, not every day, but multiple times a week. Uh, there's PlayStation Direct sales going up. There's bundles going up. So it, it's it's getting easier to to get one. I've even seen pictures lately of them, people finding them in stores. So that's the first time I've ever seen pictures of them actually on store shelves. So that's a good sign as well. And we know that they kind of changed the internals to combat some of the supply chain issues. So I think that they are going to end the fiscal year, which ends at the end of March on a pretty big bang here from a system standpoint. Also, it's funny that they say that their revenue is down because of more people going outdoors. <laughs> that that just makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the same time, I understand what, what they're trying to say. It's what we've talked about on the show before that people are going back to spending their money on other you know on other experiences people are going back to concerts they're going back to sporting events they're taking trips again etc i mean for better or worse that eats into your disposable income that you're going to spend on playstation games or subscriptions or whatever so there is some truth to that i understand what they're saying there the other thing i that stood out to me is that like you said their playstation plus revenue is actually up 10% despite their subscribers being down 2 million. And I think that that might have something to do with people upgrading their subscription now that we have these new tiers. So they're making more money off people who have upgraded despite the overall number of users dropping. So people that went from like the essential tier to extra or premium, et cetera, I think is probably to to blame for that 10% increase in revenue there still. The profits being down 49%, that's a big one. That's uh, that's a lot of money. Uh, but like you said, and like I mentioned there in the write-up, you know, they've been busy acquiring people, 
including Bungie for over $3 billion and others as well. And they haven't, you know, disclosed how much money they've paid for teams like, you know, Fire Sprite or Haven or anything like that. Nowhere near $3 billion, obviously, but we still don't know. Not to mention, you know, we've talked about on the show, games are getting more expensive to make and we're demanding them to make a, you know, 70, 80, 90, 100 million plus dollar game every time. You know, The Last of Us, God of War, Ragnarok, uh, Horizon, Forbidden West, etc. So it's not cheap. So there's that as well. So yeah, just some interesting numbers. Overall, PlayStation remains healthy. Some some bumps in the road here, but nothing really to get too excited about or torn up over. I don't understand how they did not account for PS4 users becoming less engaged on a console that's been out for a decade that has been replaced for almost three years now. I, that, I, I don't understand that, but I digress. Number four, it was a busy week for God of War Ragnarok as PlayStation released a new television spot featuring Ben Stiller, John Travolta, and LeBron James and their children. They also put out a deep dive development diary on character and creature creation if you're interested, and we learned that the game will feature a transmog armor system. Sony Santa Monica Studio also announced the game's graphical modes this week, on PS5, there will be a favor quality and favor performance option, which can be further tweaked for those with HDMI 2.1 televisions. The PS4 Pro will have both performance and quality modes as well, and the base PS4 will have just one standard graphical mode, which uh, is 1080p trying to hit 30 frames per second, mm-hmm. so it'll probably explode your PS4. Yeah, like me trying to make the NBA. <laughs> and finally, Sony announced that the 2018 game has sold 23 million copies to date, and reviews for the sequel went live this week as well, with Ragnarok currently sitting at a 94 on Metacritic, with 121 critic reviews recorded. Is 94 good, or is that not good? Yeah, that's uh, pretty incredible. I think I said that I thought it would be like an 86, right. so uh, yeah, fuck me, right? Well, you just don't see games that high. I mean, there's a handful, right? So it's yeah. kind of, it's yeah. always surprising when you see them, even if you think a game's going to do really well. It's, like it's always surprising to me to see a game in the '90s, no matter what. Even if I think it's going to mm-hmm. be great, so uh, the '94 definitely surprised me. Like you had talked about somewhere in the '80s, I, I thought I don't know. I just thought maybe it could get to '90, maybe, but it's fucking mm-hmm. insane, like how well received it is right now. And I sent you a video clip of some guys playing. It was like a little reel of a guy playing, and like the fucking combat is wild, like. It looks so fluid yeah. and fast, and like it looked almost overwhelming. But so does Ghost of Tsushima when you don't know what's happening. Like you're like Jesus, you're blocking, mm-hmm. and it's wild, right? But then you you could see why it kind of drags people in. Like I, I don't know. I just we talked about this the other day, but it seems primed to make a run at Game of the Year. Um, I think that mm. Sony will definitely make a Game of the Year edition in a few years. <laughs> but Jesus. A remaster for PS5 Pro. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's, it just seems like you have to play it. It just seems like you cannot not play the game, is kind of what it stands at. And I, oh. the, tel- the television spot, I don't know why we needed celebrities, but that's fine. But okay. Yeah. They spent some money on that one. They're, 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 they're getting behind this game. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's obviously that the, it's obvious that they knew what they had on their hands, right? Right. You know, like you said, it, it seems like a must play, which, uh, I think we need to hold you accountable here because you still haven't played the first game, which there's no fucking excuse for because the 2018 game is included in PlayStation Plus. And like I keep telling you, as someone who likes Ghost of Tsushima as much as you do, you would really enjoy God of War. It's not, it's not scary. It's just awesome combat. It's epic. Like Ghost of Tsushima. Like I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I got to do to get you to try the game. What? God, the first God of War is like 20 hours. Yeah, and then the second one is is 30 or 40. And then this one. No, th- this is only the second it's one. It's 100 hours. This is only the second one. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? There's like four God of Wars, isn't there? No, I'm talking about not the old ones. I'm talking about the reboot. The one that you, you play, play the one that came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just these two. The one where he has a child. I hate children, first of all. Oh, God. <laughs> Give it an hour. Download God of War 2018. Give it one hour, 60 minutes. And one hour, 60 minutes. 
Give it is there one a tutorial? hour. Give it one hour, aka sixty minutes. There's no tutorial. Good. Just, oh, just, God. just play it. Fuck. Right. I'm so tired of the shit. God, I have to beat Hitman for the second time, and then I still need a platinum Call of Duty. Oh. <laughs> this. Do you guys see what I have to deal with? I tr- I'm trying. I'm trying to make him not a filthy casual, just slightly. I mean, he's. Uh, all right. Anyway, so the the ad- advertisement. The television advertisement. I watched it the whole way. At first, I was like, uh, this is, you know, I saw what was going on. Cringy. In, in the thumbnail, and I was like, uh, like, what the fuck? Wait, yeah, cringy. What are we doing here? I watched it through its entirety, and smartly, they let Ben Stiller carry it, and, you know, in, in his way, he made it quite funny. He took a shot at LeBron, he took a shot at John Travolta, and it was good. It was a good little bit. So, you know, LeBron, whatever. but. I enjoyed it. It was a good old ad and I've seen it. I watched that on the YouTube and I've seen it since then on television and someone else, one of our friends reported that they saw it on television too, probably during a sporting event. So, uh, PlayStation's really getting behind this, spending the big bucks. Like I said, they obviously knew what they had on their hands, which is a quite exceptional game. Obviously I'm very excited to play this game. Uh, I did not expect it to be this good and it's obviously quite good. And like you said, I think it's going to challenge Elden Ring for game of the year. It's going going to be close, going to be close. So it just, I think it's going to come down to, you know, people that pick these things, are they more tuned into gameplay or are they more tuned into narrative? Because I think there's no question God of War Ragnarok will have the better narrative. I don't even know if Elden Ring really has one per se, other than like a passive narrative. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, but I am very much Looking forward to playing it on Wednesday. All right, Travis, number five, we have a bunch of news nuggets as well. Feel free to jump in here. First nugget, as British regulators enter their phase two investigation of the Xbox Activision Blizzard deal, and the European Union is also going to enter a phase two investigation, they announced this week. Phil Spencer from Xbox has made a big promise this week while giving an interview to YouTuber Same Brain. Spencer claimed that as long as there is a PlayStation console in stores, Call of Duty will be on it. Wow. That's uh those are big words. I don't believe him, but like who are these fucking random people? Same brain. It like never the, heard of them. the level it makes me angry when they talk to random fucking people. I don't understand. Like if they talk to us, it'd be fucking random. Like why? Yeah. Why not talk to people that I don't know, whatever. No, you're right. It's like the one Herman Hulse gave a couple of weeks ago to somebody named Julian Julian Chiese. Never heard of them. Yeah, they want they they want to say these things to people that casual gamers will never hear. Is what it seems like. Mm, I see. Sure. That's a. Uh, I don't know about that one, Phil. I think you. I think he, I think you're going to want that one back in the holster at one point. At some point. Back in the Herman holster. Back in the. Her- <laughs> That's good. Uh, also, HBO, the home box office, announced that their television adaptation of The Last of Us will premiere on January fifteenth. Travis and I am at Mui. Excitante, something. I'm very excited. Uh, you speak more Spanish than me, so I'm very excited. Also, I think this feeds into the speculation that I've been feeding on the show that we very well could get the Last of Us multiplayer game early next year, around the time the show comes out. Mm-hmm. I would, so, I would assume after. Yeah, I would think. I, I, honestly, I think March. I do think March. I think, like at the tail end. Yes, I think one. at the t- yeah, I think at the tail end of the show, like once they get people that don't know what this is bought in, after they get VR out, then they're gonna go, they're just gonna go, bam, you know, like Emerald. And it's like, oh hey, here's The Last of Us, and people are like, ooh, I just watched that bomb ass show on HBO. What is this game? And then they're gonna play, you know, then it's and they're like, it's then it's gonna be like, oh, it's The Last of Us, and it doesn't cost you a fucking dime to play it because it's free to play. And people are going to be like, oh, what's this free Last of Us game about this bomb-ass television show I just watched on HBO? I think it's actually quite brilliant when you think about it. And I hope that I'm right. I feel, that, I feel in my balls that this will be right. You just, you just called your tinfoil hat theory brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. That's good. That's good. <laughs> uh, next nugget. Need for Speed Unbound shared details of how it will take advantage of the PS5 this week, including 4K resolution, 60 frames per second, 
haptic feedback, adaptive trigger support, 3D audio, and a deeper car simulation for more in-depth handling for a more in-depth handling model. And they also talked about having a dense world. Like they're going to have a bunch of NPCs walking around and driving that around. Are stupid, so, that are really dense. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Very dense. <laughs> it's both dense and dense. And mm-hmm. uh, like I said, I'm more excited about this than I, than anyone should be. I don't know why it looks super cool to me and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. The art style is cool. I mean, the thing about Need for Speed is, you know, I appreciate them doing a deeper car simulation, but it'll always be an arcade racer. Like, best case scenario, it'll be arcade-ish. You know what I mean? But that's what it needs to be. It doesn't need to be anything else. All right, next nugget. Website Video Games Chronicle reported that Hideo Kojima has revealed another actor taking part in his next game. This time it is Shiori Kitsuna, most known for her role as Yukio in Deadpool 2. Sega or Sega or Sega's long lost erotic FMV mm-hmm. thriller. Do you know what that is, Travis? The Sacred Pools, which was supposed to release in 1997 but was canceled, has been discovered and its prototypes released for PC, Saturn, and PlayStation, which may have been the first instance of Sega developing a game for a PlayStation console, which at time would have been a, would have been one of its main rivals. Watch a little porn on the PlayStation. Their Their, their first developed game is a live action porno yeah the first one they Why? tried to make for playstation <laughs> what are they doing i don't know i think that is so odd to me too didn't make it though obviously i can't oh, did, yeah it never came yeah <laughs> <laughs> neither did we also playstation's pc release of Sackboy. whoa a big adventure oh is not mm. off to a good start with a peak concurrent player count of only 610 since releasing on Steam on October the 27th. This is off the hills of Uncharted and Legacy of Thieves collection, peaking at 10,851 concurrent players the week before, so PC players are not really feeling the last two PC releases from PlayStation, and I think, just this is just me, I think that should offer a little word of warning, heed a little caution for PlayStation on their PC games. Like, it's fine to bring them over, that's perfectly fine, but just don't, expect everyone to hit you know what i'm saying like if uncharted doesn't hit i'm just i'm just saying like mm-hmm. it's just it's just odd so. yeah, it seems like they've been throwing stuff over like everything will hit but you know Sackboy feels like a game for weebs i feel like that they're doing they're taking this like noodle against the wall approach too like <laughs> they're doing it with pc games they're going they're obviously going to do it the live service games with 12 coming Mm-hmm. And they're doing and it, VR. I think, with they're doing it with VR. They're doing it with film and television, like like we've talked about. There, an, uh, a Gran Turismo movie, a, a um, oh my god, a Gravity Rush movie or whatever. Like some of this stuff, they're just throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks. I mean, that's a bold strategy. We'll see if it works out for them. Next nugget: Veteran Resident Evil producer Hir- Hiroyuki Kobayashi. Like Kobayashi is leading a new game studio called GP Track 50. Okay. For Chinese company NetEase. Netflix has acquired Cozy Grove developer Spry Fox, a Seattle-based studio, which becomes the streaming giant's sixth internal game studio as they continue to get serious. Multiverses finally got its Black Adam and arcade mode update this week after a delay from last week. Retailers began selling God of War Ragnarok early this week, much to the chagrin of creative director Corey Barlog, who warned players of spoilers in the wild and said it was, quote, completely fucking stupid that you have to do this, end quote, (laughs) meaning deal with spoilers. (laughs) Actor Henry Cavill will step down from Netflix's adaptation of The Witcher after the upcoming third season, which is launching next summer. He will be replaced for season four by Liam Hemsworth, known for his role in the Hunger Games and also as Chris's brother. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to go downhill so fucking fast. EA announced that FIFA 23 is enjoying a 10% bump in sales compared to last year's title. This comes following the game hitting 10 million players in its first seven days on the market. Sega announced that Football Manager 23 has been delayed at the last minute, quote, due to unforeseen complications which have arisen during the submissions and approvals process, end quote, it's I should mention I should have mentioned that it's only being delayed on PS5 by the way. The title was scheduled for launch on November the 8th. Trademarks for Suda 51 and Swery 65s. Those are uh upcoming horror game were discovered this week. Applications for 
Hotel Barcelona and Death Game Hotel were found in international trademark databases. Build a Rocket Boy, the studio led by former GTA producer Leslie Benzies, announced that it is opening a new office in Montpellier, France, to assist on development of their first game called Everywhere, which is scheduled to release next year. Square Enix announced a new franchise called Symbiogenesis, which is being built around NFTs. Just last week, Travis fans were speculating that it, had rela- that it was related to the Parasite Eve franchise. That's uh, not the case. The next Witcher saga of games has gained its leader. CD Projekt Red announced that Sebastian Kalimba will lead the era, the next era of Witcher games. He was previously the head of animation for the entire company. A new Modern Warfare 2 update has fixed various map exploits and bugs. Developer Infinity Ward also announced this week that Ranked Play will be coming to the game in 2023 for all the sweats out there. It will include competitive modes, ranked skill divisions, a top 250 leaderboard, and competitive rewards. Good. So I'll be good at this game again in 2023. (laughs) PS1 game Siphon Filter 3 has been rated in Korea, meaning that it is heading to PS Plus Premium very soon. On the flip side, several games are leaving the extra and premium tiers on November the 15th, very quietly, I might add. The entire Mafia trilogy is gone, as is Ride 4, Motocross, or MXGP 2021, and Greedfall. But on the flip side of the flip side, PlayStation Plus Premium is also adding five Ratchet and Clank games this month, as the franchise celebrates its 20-year anniversary this year. Joining the service on November 15th are Ratchet and Clank, Ratchet and Clank Going Commando, Ratchet and Clank Up Your Arsenal, Ratchet and Ratchet and Clank Deadlocked, <laughs> uh-huh. and Ratchet and Clank Future, Tools of Destruction. Also, Hideo Kojima addressed the abandoned and blue box studios debacle on his on the latest episode of his podcast this week. He reiterated that he never had anything to do with the project. Blue Box Game Studios later issued a statement that they were thankful for him addressing the rumors and asked fans to, to quit harassing Kojima and his studio. Hideo also stated on the podcast that his studio is absolutely not for sale, saying, quote, as long as I'm alive, I won't accept, end quote, referring to offers that he receives periodically. Current PS5 exclusive Ghostwire Tokyo is listed for Xbox on the wall of Bethesda's London office, meaning it is obviously coming to Xbox in the future, which shouldn't be any surprise. I don't even know why this was news this week. Like, <laughs> already knew. That, I, mean, I mean, we've known that. I mean, come on. Anyway, a Plague Tale Requiem hit 1 million players in just one week on the market this week. Awesome. Bloomberg's Jason Schreier reported that Swedish conglomerate Embracer Group has closed down Studio Onoma, the recently acquired developer formerly known as Square Enix Montreal. Schreier also reported that Eidos Montreal, another one of the studios recently acquired by Embracer from Square Enix, is developing three new games, a new IP, which was recently rescoped, a new Deus, which means they started over, a new Deus Ex game that is very early in development, and they are also co-developing the Fable reboot for Xbox. So that's quite interesting. I don't know why you would buy a studio and a few months later shut them down, literally three weeks after they just changed their name. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I mean, I don't know. Elon Musk feels like he might do that with Twitter. That's a fair point. (laughs) That's a fair point. Next nugget, website Gaming Nexus, how about those guys, reported that Electronic Arts and Marvel have signed a deal for three new action-adventure games on consoles and PC, the first of which is the previously announced Iron Man game. There are also reports earlier this year that EA is making a single-player Black Panther game. That could be the second one. Sony Pictures Virtual Reality announced that four-player co-op VR adventure game Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord will come to PSVR 2 sometime in 2023. Modern Warfare 2 had a record-breaking launch, earning $800 million in revenue in one weekend, <laughs> setting the new franchise record, which was previously held by 2011's Modern Warfare 3. Also, weapon attachment tuning returned to the game this week. Big week for Modern Warfare 2. On mine, you just wrote $800. I know. Mine, too. I fixed it in my head. My head auto-corrected. What is, what is, uh, what is attachment tuning? So, when you max out a gun right. on the Modern Warfare 2 you then gain the ability to tune your attachments. So let's, for instance, let's say you have a foregrip and it increases your hip fire accuracy. You can, um, but decreases your aim, aim down sight speed. You'll, you have the ability once you full, reach max level with a gun to 
tune that. So you can lower the increase on hip fire accuracy, but then turn back up the aim down sight speed. Oh, so okay. What's max level? Yeah. Uh, 20 maybe. I'm totally on the way. Okay. Sure. <laughs> also, I thought everybody hated this game, but then it just sold the, the best out of any modern Call of Duty game ever. I don't know. Silent majority. There you go. Next nugget, the World Cup is being added to FIFA 23 on November the 9th. You'll be able to partake in the event as is or edit in edit it to your heart's desire. Upcoming slasher looter action game, Wanted Dead, released a new 30-minute gameplay video this week, and it looks fucking incredible. We want to talk about John Wick? That's the game. Destroy All Humans, Clone Carnage, the multiplayer mode DLC for the remade game, is now available essentially for free costing a mere $1 on the PlayStation Store. I actually think it's $0.02. Cents. So you have to, I don't know why you have to pay $0.02 cents instead of just giving it to us for free, but whatever. Also, website gamesindustry.biz reported that live service games make up nearly three-quarters of Electronic Arts' business model. We wonder why PlayStation is doing what they're doing. A group of former Niantic staff members have formed a new development studio called Bodeville. 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 I don't know. They will create narrative games and short-form indie experiences. Chinese company NetEase has purchased a minority stake in Swedish indie developer Liquid Swords, which is led by Christopher Sundberg, the former founder of Avalanche Studios and director of the first Just Cause game. Also, website PushSquare reported that Vampire the Masquerade Swang Song's promised PS4 to PS5 upgrade was actually a mistake, according hmm. to publisher Nacon, despite the game's physical box claiming so. That's a new one. That's a big mistake. <laughs> Also, how do they not? How can they not get sued for that? It says it on the box, but they, but it's not true. Maybe you just fire your whole marketing staff, and that takes care of false advertisement. <laughs> true. Next nugget: The Last of Us is getting a board game from the makers of Escape the Dark of Castle. Yeah, a Kickstarter is launching for the game on November the eighth. Soccer stars Pogba, Neymar, and Messi really are coming to Modern Warfare Two as playable operators. It was confirmed this week although no release date was given. I know you hate this, but... If they, <laughs> I do. If there was just... Okay, so you know how much we loved... How much we loved the mode where you could be lamps and stuff? True. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I hope they bring that. It's like... If there was Prop a... Hunt. It, what is it called? I don't remember what it was called. Prop Hunt. Yes. So if they had a mode where you could just customize your character to look like anything, and by anything, I mean like like how you could customize on PC... And you would have like big birds running around shooting at John Wicks. Like, <laughs> like it yeah. could be funny in a way. It could be interesting in a way. But I don't know. That's fair. It seems a little. Uh, it. I mean, everything at this point just seems like a money grab. But it's just. It's just. It feels like too much. Yeah, that, that's true. Also, Square Enix plans to announce the release date of Final Fantasy 16 later this year, which I find interesting. I wonder if that'll be at a showcase or potentially the Game Awards. The Game Awards seems most likely. PSVR 2 got another launch game confirmed later in the week as Swordsman VR will get upgraded for the new headset in time for launch. A new samurai-inspired armor set dropped in Assassin's Creed Valhalla this week and has fans wondering if it is an early nod to the previously announced Japanese set Assassin's Creed Red. Yes. Yes. It also looked just like Ghost of Tsushima. So, anyway... Also, website PlayStation Lifestyle reported that Square Enix stated during its recent financial report that the Japanese market alone does not provide enough revenue to sustain them. This follows the company selling three of its main Western studios responsible for the majority of their franchises, which had said global appeal. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. (laughs) Their games alone can't sustain them, but then let's sell the studios that make games that have global appeal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Also, an alleged copyright application filed by Insomniac Games has created speculation that Fuse will make a return. If you don't know, Fuse is a 2013-released third-person cooperative shooter for PS3 that was developed by Insomniac and published by EA. It was considered both a critical and commercial flop. You, you can't rescue it. I know it's a the IP is tainted. It's like having a number one pick who doesn't play like LeBron. He might be J.R. Smith mm-hmm. or like a mid-level bench guy, but... It'll never be seen even as that good. I would much rather them bring Resistance back. Like, let's remaster the Resistance trilogy. And let's bring that shit back. That's Insomniac, right? Yeah, they do. That's Insomniac, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. But yeah, let's bring those back. Fuck Fuse, man. Forget Fuse. Let's, ugh. 
Next nugget, screenshots of Hideo Kojima's overdose game featuring actress Margaret Qualley have leaked online this week. As a matter of fact, a two and a half minute trailer leaked online this week. They were corroborated both pictures and the video by insider Tom Henderson. And while the game is believed to be an Xbox exclusive, that has not yet been confirmed. So we'll keep on reporting it. I thought uh, Demi Lovato would star in that game. <laughs> oh, that's good. Hmm. Hmm. Is that too soon? I don't know. I don't know. She's not dead. It's fine. <clears throat> yeah, true. Also, website PlayStation Universe reported that the following games received update patches this week. F-122, Multiversus, Smite, Rocket League, Genshin Impact, Marvel's Avengers, Fortnite, Terraria, Disney Dreamlight Valley, DayZ, Modern Warfare 2, Gotham Knights, Minecraft, and Warframe. So if you've been waiting for some fixes or new content, check that out. I will say, while I was playing the last two missions of Modern Warfare 2 the other night, the update started in the middle of the fucking game, and then when it was done and ready to install, it told me I had to restart it. I'm like, bro, I'm playing the fucking game. Like, I'm in the middle of something here. <laughs> then, it updates and doesn't fix the problem. Like, it crashed immediately. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about it in a minute, but I, I've had, I had one hell of a time trying to play Modern Warfare 2. Anyway, next nugget. Film production company Lionsgate. Here we fucking go. Travis is fielding proposals for a new AAA quality John Wick game. Please, please. There are so many studios that could do a good John Wick game. Let's fucking go. Hey, just fucking rampage. It'd be awesome. Need it. Rockstar Games Insider, Tez 2. You know who? Let me me back up. Let me back up. You know who would make a good John Wick game? Is Remedy. Remedy, the people who did Max Payne and Control, I think they would make, but they've got too much on their plate. They can't possibly do it, but man. Okay, sorry. Next nugget, Rockstar Games Insider Tez2 believes that the company will reveal a GTA 6 update soon in a community update post. What, that we're working on it? I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean it's, I don't, it's, don't tell me that. I don't want an update until you're going to give me dates or videos or something. Yeah, I mean, it's at least two years away. Like, just shut the fuck up. We don't care. Also, Electronic Arts has filed a patent that hints at automatically changing control schemes based on player skill. That's something else. I don't like that. I, I hate that. Now I suck in two different schemes. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to change it on the fly. Oh, we've moved uh, shoot to square for you. Like, no. Please, kindly. Take a step back. And fuck your own face. <laughs> Data miners have discovered potential Elden Ring DLC that includes a PvP arena and new bosses. For all you nerds out there, classic 1997 puzzle game Riven, the sequel to Mist, which I've heard of for some odd reason, is getting a full remake. Website Gamatsu reported that survival horror game Fatal Frame Mask of the Lunar Eclipse will launch on PS4 and PS5 worldwide on March 9th. First person survival horror game Bendy and the Dark Revival will come to PlayStation sometime after its launch on PC on November the 15th. Adventure game Return to Monkey Island will release on PS5 on November 8th. Side-scrolling action-adventure game Ruby, R-W-B-Y, Arrowfell, will launch for PS4 and PS5 on November the 15th. Little Witch No Beta will come to PS4 in the West sometime next spring. First-person action RPG Atomic Heart will launch for PS4 and PS5 on February 21st. It's come out every month the last year. Every game is coming out in February. Oh my god, dude, this game looks sick though. It looks dope. It looks so good. I, I'm, I'm definitely keeping an eye on that. Also, action adventure game Colossal Cave will come to PS5 sometime this fall. They better hurry up. It's about your mother. (laughs) Another action adventure game called Figment Two Creed Valley will launch for. That's a bad Assassin's Creed game. Will launch for (laughs) PS4 and PS5 sometime in (laughs) February. Turn-based strategy RPG Kaiju Wars will launch for PS4 and PS5 on November the 10th. Endling Extinction is now available on PS5 and is a free upgrade for owners of the P- of the game on PS4. Excuse me. Turn-based brutal sports game Blood Bowl 3 will launch for PS4 and PS5 on February 23rd, just along with everything else. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge is getting a native PlayStation 5 version on November the 15th. You might be thinking, wow, that's pretty cool, but guess what? It includes literally zero upgrades from the PS4 version. Oh. And it isn't even it's not even a free upgrade either. So please don't make the mistake of buying it expecting something to be different. I think this is actually pretty shitty. Like they have the PS4 version. The PS5 is the exact same game. 
it just doesn't play using backwards compatibility. You can't, it's not a free upgrade. So you potentially could, somebody could potentially buy the PS5 version, basically buy the game twice for no good reason. Also, 1995 released 2D side-scrolling shooter Elevator Action Returns S Tribute coming to, is coming to PS4 on December the 1st. Likewise, 1996 released arcade puzzle game Cleopatra S Tribute launches for PS4 on November the 24th. Escape Academy DLC Escape from Anti-Escape Island <laughs> launches November 10th on PS4 and PS5. God. And finally, Travis... Gamatsu reported that publisher Team 17 announced a partnership with developer Absolutely Games to publish a new historical strategy strategy title for consoles and PC with a closed alpha test plan for 2023 for the unannounced game. And that is all for the news this week. I'll turn it over to Travis now for this week's new games. Starting in November 1st, November Rain, we have Missile Command Recharged Tractor Journey, um, a journey through. Kenny Chesney's albums. <laughs> On November the 2nd, we have Doraemon, Story of Seasons, Friends of the Great Kingdom, Hat Up, Shatter Remastered Deluxe. On the 3rd, we have Delivery Driver, The Simulation. Great. <laughs> Die by the Blade, Freddy Fish 3, The Case of the Stolen Conch Cell. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it so funny to you? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I never. I don't read that. I try not to read these. That's great. Uh, Ghost song. Mm. Horse tales. Emerald Valley. Putt putt saves the zoo. <laughs> putt putt <laughs> travels through time. I assume these are miniature golf games. But what is going on? Yeah, uh, I'm sure. Spy fox and dry cereal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are these fucking games? The chant. Uh. The entropy center. WRC Generations, it is the last WRC game. It is. Yuppie Psycho <laughs> Executive Edition. Um, that's all the Trump voters. Uh, yeah. the fourth, Brats Flaunt Your Fashion. So, I don't know. I, yeah. I know. I know WRC would be the only game on this list I'd be interested in, but I'm not sure yeah. what the best or biggest game would be. Let me try to help you out here. This is a quite uninspiring week of releases. Uh, first of all, first and foremost, but uh, Shatter Remastered is a brick-breaking game. Uh, it's oh. been remastered, obviously. Uh, Die by the Blade is a fighting game, is a sword fighting game. Like, okay, picture a fighting game, and instead of punches and kicks, it's sword. So, like, Ghost of Tsushima meets Street Fighter, where it's all one-hit kills. So you're deflecting and blocking most of the time. It takes one hit for the for to to win the round or win the fight. It's kind of so, cool. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Ghost Song is a very cool-looking uh, hardcore, like Metroidvania side-scrolling game. It looks really cool, but it I think it's kind of hard, so not for me. Uh, the Chant is a survival horror game that's getting pretty mediocre reviews. The Entropy Center looks actually really cool. It's a first-person puzzle game that has something to do with time travel, and it kind of reminds me of a game back in the day called Singularity. Uh, looks interesting. And then, like Travis said, WRC Generations, the last WRC game. So enjoy that while you still can. And that's all for the new games this week. We will begin to wrap the show up here like we always do by discussing what we have been playing and anything that we're looking forward to. So what's on your mind? I think the only thing I played was was Modern Warfare. I did Probably. something. I did something on Hitman. But I don't remember what it was. Couldn't tell you. Oh, did you get another five star or something? I think I started a mission and I was just scouting it out to see how to to best approach it. Um, But I don't don't remember what I did exactly. Speaking of Hitman, there's a three hour uh, closed beta of the freelance mode on YouTube. If you look it up. Oh, Um, really? You can watch this guy that does all these Hitman videos. He got access to it and they let him put it up. So pretty interesting. It looks awesome. As we said last week. But anyway. Yeah, it does. Modern Warfare 2. So I'm I'm trying to get the platinum. Um cousin John blessed us with the glitch last Friday or Saturday and we got uh we got a trophy on a co-op. Like don't set the alarms oh, yeah. off or whatever and like me and John completely botched the mission. Like I ran over a guy with a car, like everything you could do wrong and I blew myself <laughs> up and it gave me the trophy. <laughs> I don't I don't know why. So, I'll That's take great. it. 
and I'm starting to work through the campaign. So mm-hmm. the last campaign I did, last mission I did was uh, there are these. I went underground into these tunnels, mm-hmm. and the lady that was offshore got kidnapped by some boats, and then the mission ended. And we went to the next part. So I oh, don't. Okay, yeah. I don't even know how far I am in the game. I haven't even looked, but. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Whenever I are you I, are you playing on veteran or normal? Yeah, I'm on veteran. I'm not play a thing twice. So what I do is, like, you know, I watch the cutscene. It pops up, tells me the mission. I go look at the trophy list, see if the mission has a trophy. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, I just play it. Try not to die like normal. <clears throat> but if it does, I read what it is, and then I just mm-hmm. try to do that. That's all I do. And then once I get it and the trophy pops, I'll just go back and just play the mission like normal. <laughs> Oh, that's so, actually a good idea, yeah. Because I'm just like, I don't even care. Like, it's like, get, you know, get get to this point without alerting the guards or something like that. Oh, remember that one I was telling you about that was like, uh, shoot three people underwater? I just swam yeah. up, three people were in a row, bang, 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 killed them. They fall over, pop the trophy. I immediately get smoked. Cool. Reload. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Go yeah. back in. Don't even care. So, like, uh, there was another one like that, too. I forget what I had to do, but, you know, it was like, go a certain do a certain thing and i just wouldn't did it and it came back but um i haven't really hated the missions so far um they are like if you're not it's like any call of duty mission like if you're not paying attention it can be unforgiving um you have to pay attention to what you're doing like if you're if you're getting shot at and you're being a dumbass not taking cover you're gonna die in like two shots like you have to fucking take cover it's not uncharted where you can like you know actually take some damage um Right, you got to kind of pay attention to what you're doing, which I forgot at first. It's been a while since I played one. Um, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed the single player so far. Uh, multiplayer has been fun. Um, nothing that I didn't expect there. Um, the uh, the gun we were using, the R eight seven or whatever it is, is a lot of fun. Um, I the, like the, uh, the marks the marksman rifle thing. Yeah, and I enjoy the uh, the whatever the P ninety is called now. I enjoy that a lot mm. actually. My favorite map is the one that's like. All the buildings are blown out and there's sand everywhere. And like okay. you can kind of like maneuver and play the outskirts or the middle. I really enjoy that map. You know, we played the map with all the trucks on the border, the border crossing map. Oh and, yeah, um, yeah. I could see why everybody hates it, but I actually played really well on the map, so Yeah. I didn't hate it, but yeah. I get it. I could see where you could die thirty times and never see anybody. Oh yeah. If you just like I just what I, you know, I just picked a section and just stayed there basically just patrolled my section that's all i did i didn't try to go find people i just kind of hung out like in a third of the map like a little bit away from the spawn and just kind of played around with there and let let the spawn switch cool i just slide back a little bit that's all i did i didn't try to make it any harder than it needed to be um but i I think it's a good game i had fun with it i look forward to playing it uh this weekend yeah modern warfare 2 is is a very good game as a total package the campaign i finished it this week I uh, stayed up late one night and finished it uh, uh, last night, actually. And uh, I enjoyed it. I think it tells off a little bit in like the last like third, uh, well, maybe like the last quarter. I will tell you, if you're playing on veteran the whole way through the last, not really, the, the mission before last will will drive you insane. Uh, I fi- It took me like an hour. I finally got it, but oh, it was pissing me off. But I... I think it's good overall, the campaign. Uh, I enjoy the multiplayer more. I have not played any multiplayer since you and I played last weekend, so I'm definitely looking forward to playing some multiplayer this weekend. Need to get it in. Uh, I do got to clean up the trophies for the Platinum. I have eight trophies left. I can do all of them on Recruit through the Mission Select, so I'll go back and do that. Shouldn't be anything too crazy, but uh, that'll be the first. That might be the first Call of Duty game that I've ever Platinumed. Yeah. Or 100% it or whatever you want to call it. So. Uh, it's good. I guess that says a lot because I mean I enjoyed enough to do all that, but uh, I think the multiplayer is still the highlight uh, of the game. But it's I will say the campaign is very cinematic in my opinion <laughs> in is. terms of the quality of it, how it's shot. You know, it's shot like a film, especially the cutscenes and everything, and even some of what I'll call like the 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 rolling cutscenes, which is the the action within the game that is obviously mm-hmm. motion captured and all that. So uh, yeah, it's it's good. The other thing I played before that was I finished PGA Tour 2K23 for my review for GamingNexus.com. I gave it a 7 out of 10. I've uh, been a very, 
mostly tough reviewer to this point in my three games that I've reviewed, two sevens and an eight and a half. So, you know, it is what it is. It's a perfectly fine game, like I I, like I told you, and you can read my entire thoughts in the review, I guess, but it just doesn't do enough, in my opinion, that's different. You know, I hadn't played a game, a golf sim in so long, but I didn't feel like, it felt to me like uh, very much the same game that I played a decade ago. And maybe that's a problem with sports games in general. You could definitely make that argument, but I think that they they could do better. I mean, there's definitely better examples of people trying to do things that are different to differentiate from year to year. And they even had two years between this one and the last one. And I don't know. So it's it's fine. If you're a fan of golf, it'll be fine for you. It'll scratch an itch for sure. Anyway, so I'm done with that. Done with the Modern Warfare 2 story. I We have God of War Ragnarok coming on Wednesday. Very, very excited for that. Obviously, want to play more Modern Warfare 2 campaign, or not campaign, multiplayer. And then I'm getting ready to start my next game for review, which by the time this comes out, I'll be able to say what that is. It is, so I'll go ahead and say it. I'm reviewing, no, it's very obscure. I'm reviewing Police Simulator Patrol Officers <laughs> on PS5. Blockbuster. I, uh, huh? The Blockbuster. Triple A. It is a Blockbuster. It is a Blockbuster. You know, you and I had, had had talked about this game a little bit before. And then I had seen it. I've seen trailers for it. At one point, I had it on my wish list on PlayStation. And then, I don't know, I, I something else came up on my YouTube feed or something. And I watched another, I, I, I actually, Jeff Faviano, the guy who yeah. you and I used to watch role play on GTA on PC as a police officer, <laughs> as Officer Faviano, did a video on it. And so I watched some of that and I was like, okay, this is, this is a little different than I thought. You know, there's a little more to this. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to, I think I'm going to do this. So I'm excited to dive into that and check that out. See what that's all about. I cannot give any review impressions or any impressions of the game until it's out. It comes out on November the 10th on PS5 and PS4. So can't give you any thoughts. I won't be able to give you any thoughts next week uh, either. Well, yeah, I will. Yeah, I will. Cause it's Friday is the 11th. So Anyway, I'm going to dive into that this week and, and see what that's about. But uh, yeah, that's it for Travis. That's it for me. That's it for our show here, our nice little show. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe on your podcast service or the YouTube to get a new episode delivered to you every Monday on your feed. Also, if you could leave us a like, a comment, a rating, stars, hearts, or a written review even, that would be very much appreciated. Very helpful. We would also love it if you could share us by word of mouth with a friend or a loved one who you think might enjoy this very show. Very much appreciate that as well. Don't forget to also find us on social media, Twitter at the DualSense Pod, TikTok at the DualSense Podcast, believe it or not, look at us, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, our blog is the DualSensePodcast.wordpress.com. Please find us, hit us up, let's talk some PlayStation. And uh, yeah, we'll see how God of War Ragnarok is next week. And then we'll get out of here now. You guys take care. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.